broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Hey, what's up, everyone? It is CW. Thank you for checking out the Midtown Business Radio Show. I'm glad you're with us. On this week's episode, I featured IT experts and entrepreneurs Sukra Nakvi and Varun Janji, founders of Stellar Consulting Solutions. Sukra, Varun, and their team provides consulting services around all things technology for an enterprise, from their infrastructure to their choices around CRM and integrating big data and cloud computing into their business. They bring over seven years of experience in the IT talent acquisition space from permanent placement to project-oriented staffing type solutions where they're outsourcing IT experts for a given project that an enterprise is trying to put together. Here's Varun talking about a particular area of expertise and focus their team at Stellar Consulting Solutions brings to the clients that they're serving. Check it out. I would define it as security, right? You know, so this is mobile security, internet security, you know, a lot of things. And this is all interconnected, right? And if you think about cloud, cloud basically has data, right? Data has security. Mm -hmm. So all these three, four things that I mentioned on the disruptive technology side of it, right? You know, these are all related. So if a company is working on, on a mobile side of the business, they are collecting a lot of data as well. And that data is actually getting into the cloud and cloud would need the security side of it as well, right? So we focus on these four or five technologies quite heavily, right? You know, the resource pool on these technologies is very limited. And that's what we actually excel in capturing those key skill set market. You know, if people are having a hard time, finding those skills, give us a call. I also had the opportunity to connect with the founder and CEO of Orange Theory Fitness, Dave Long. Now, I've been familiar with Orange Theory Fitness for a number of years now since they first opened their doors here in the Atlanta area, but I hadn't really paid that much attention to this fitness concept brand until more recently when a little over a year ago, a longtime friend of mine began to virtually transform both her body and her spirit through her membership and work with the Orange Theory Fitness program. I'm always interested to see companies that are successfully able to really engage their customers to the extent that those customers actually begin to formulate a bit of a community and a culture within their relationship with the brand that can actually become a bit of a movement as it gains mass and enthusiasm on behalf of its customers. And that seems to be the case that's occurring here with Orange Theory Fitness as more and more people get involved and see that they were able to go from relatively unathletic or almost sedentary to actually being not only fit, but very fit and really being amazed at how their health and their body changes before their very eyes. Here's Dave explaining how the Orange Theory Fitness concept evolved from just high intensity interval training, which in and of itself can be very effective for many people to achieve a higher level of fitness to one that incorporates heart rate monitoring as a very important component to modulating the level of intensity of a given moment from its participants. Adding this component is one of the key reasons why the Orange Theory Fitness approach is a great choice for anyone considering improving their level of health, whether they're very active or not been very active at all. When we first started, you know, opened the first location, we did not have heart rate monitoring. We used the perceived exertion scale. Yep. And so, you know, it was only a few months later, we added in the heart rate monitoring program and then built upon it. And we, what we realized is that people were actually on their own, pushing harder than they needed to in our class. They yep. were excited and pushing and realizing they could actually take it down a notch. And I think what's great about interval training, I think it's got a little bit of a, um, you know, a reputation of, well, it's, it's really hard. And it's going to, you know, really wear you is that 
it, it all depends on your fitness level. Somebody that comes in that hasn't done a lot of activity or fitness, they're actually going to get up into that zone quicker and easier than somebody who's very fit that actually has to, you know, really increase the speed on the treadmill and incline. So as you get more fit, you actually, you know, your speed goes up and you work a little harder. But when you're least fit and kind of starting out, you get up into that zone a little bit quicker. And we almost more often that will actually pull people out of that zone in the beginning to let their bodies get used to it. So if you're a first time person trying the workout, we're telling you the first five or 10 sessions, we're not really worried about you getting in the orange zone. If you do, that's great as long as you feel fine, but just get oriented to the class, get your body used to this type of exercise. And soon enough, you're going to be, you know, you're going to, you're going to be cranking along. A big reason why I wanted to feature Orange Theory Fitness here on the Midtown Business Radio Show centers around a facet of the Affordable Care Act that I actually agree with, and that is centered on employee wellness programs. The enterprise that makes an employee wellness program available to its workforce can literally save as much as $500 per year per employee on the federal income taxes they're paying on behalf of their workforce. These employee wellness programs include a host of benefits to the employee, including fitness coaching, available telemedicine resources with board-certified physicians, mental health support, and a host of others. I mention all this because Orange Theory Fitness does offer corporate rates for businesses that are looking to make health-type benefits such as fitness programs available to their workers. So I thought I would take the opportunity to introduce you to a great option for that business leader who's looking to add health and fitness type benefits to their employees' benefits package. So stick around. I've got the full interview with Sugra Nakfi and Varun Janji of Stellar Consulting Solutions and Dave Long, CEO and founder of Orange Theory Fitness, coming up next. Good morning, everyone. It is C.W. Hall, your host here on the Midtown Business Radio Show. Thanks for making us a part of your day today. It's pleased to have in studio with me, Sugra Nakfi. I met her, gosh, last year, I guess. Yeah, about about a year and a half ago, actually. And we were talking about IT staffing and outsourcing solutions. And since that time, you'd stepped away from that particular company that we were talking about and since linked up with a colleague and you've launched into your own company, Stellar Consulting Solutions. That's what you're doing now. You're introducing clients to your expertise in IT staffing and outsource services. And ultimately, you will end up being a full suite IT consulting company that can handle managed services and their recruiting needs, whether they're permanent or part-time. So you brought somebody with you. Introduce them. Yes, I did. So we have the EVP of the company, Varun Janji here with us, who has ha- who's had over 17 years of experience within the IT staffing field. Well, thanks for taking some time, Varun. Sure, Charles. Good to have. And while we were sitting around waiting to go on the air, we were talking a little bit about your background. Introduce folks to you and your, your background, because you've spent, it sounds like, most of your career in this space, helping large and, and mid-sized companies with their IT staffing needs, helping them find, uh, I guess, CIOs and engineers of different types. That's so. true, right? You know, so let me let me start off, right? You know, this is Varun Janji. You know, I've been in the industry for about uh, 17, 18 years now. Uh, this is all I've done, you know. So by profession, I'm an engineer. And, you know, so understanding technology, you know, I've done uh, technology work all by myself, too. So, you know, doing IT projects, doing architecture, project management for some of the large Fortune 500 companies, right? You know, so one day I thought I was sitting on the computer. I said, you know, when I'd rather be outside playing golf and having lunch with some of the executives than sitting in the in front of the computer and code. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it, but that's not my personality. I so see. I said, uh, OK, let's go and, you know, try something new. I got uh, an opportunity 
and the staffing side of it right you know it is uh you know it was a great marriage right the company that uh, hired me gave me an opportunity to to grow and learn and you know do new things and you know i think we made a lot of money together you know some of the large clients uh, in atlanta georgia i've i've been in atlanta for about 15 16 years now mm-hmm. right you know so some of the large names uh could be ups delta airlines uh, adp macy's home depot um you know name it and we basically had those clients and you know so when you start off you have nobody to work with then you basically uh, do provide professional and it staffing services to these guys and ultimately these clients grow to millions of dollars for for you and for the company so you started out in your career doing the work that you're providing actually through outsource services you were one of the technologists and engineer that was providing that type of work very well said right you know this is not very common though in the industry right uh-huh. you know that's why i think this is a kind of a unique blend and i think it's a great company for me to basically get started because i'm introducing technology along with uh, the staffing piece of it a lot of uh, staffing companies who are in the area yes they actually focus more on the human resource side of the factor mm-hmm. but you know stellar consulting we are actually a technology company right you know so we basically there are a lot of new disruptive technology for example right you know cloud mobile big data you know a lot of these companies will have a challenge to find the right talent right you know do we basically retrain their employees do we hire millenniums to basically come in and you know take over the workforce so companies are still trying to figure out because technology will change what is it today it's not going to be there tomorrow companies have to adapt to new changes new technologies and hire the right people it's not just technology jobs right you know you have to understand there is a good there has to be a good mix of technology with the personality right the people have to be really good fit for the company there's no shortcut right you now you have to understand the person admiration what they basically want to do two years three years five years down the road and then you basically match these two profiles right the company and the and the technology and the and the people you know that's when you basically get more of the success Varun Janji of Stellar Consulting Solutions joining us talking about IT staffing and outsourced solutions and now Varun did when when you first started getting into the staffing side of things did you work on temporary type engagements at at all or did you just move from being one of the engineers that was doing that kind of work to then just straight moving over into the the staffing side of things did you did you actually go out and do some temporary type assignments oh i did right you know that's what i did right you know when i said i'm coming from the technology background right i've actually ran projects right you know so i i was a consultant i was the project manager i was the architect doing all the projects right mm-hmm. and once i moved over you know there was no shortcut i had to start recruiting people right you know so i really basically went on the road make 50 phone calls every single day yep. hustle with people understand <laughs> what they want to do and you you grow up from there right you know recruiting uh, account management sales business development and then finally you know 2015 is the is the time when we started this company well our story is very similar i come from a healthcare background i was in nursing and critical care for a number of years and i was doing some work uh, in addition to my regular hospital work with a firm that placed 
nursing staff totally. into primarily critical care areas. And so I was going around the state doing work like that. And then they asked me to open an office for them in Oklahoma City, which was how I moved over into the business development side of things. And um, I did do some time uh, working with locum tenens firms, which is basically placing physicians primarily um, and some CRNAs, things like that, doing inside sales like you talk about. That's true. It's a transition to go from the person delivering the service uh, as the talent right. to being on the other side where you're interfacing with the businesses out there that need the talent or yeah. maybe they have a need, they just don't fully realize it just yet. We talk about that as you're engaging with businesses in the community, how many of them actually know I need an XYZ engineer. I need a I need a CIO to be, you know, either permanent. Yeah, how many how many know they have a need? Yeah, that's a great question. A lot of people don't. Yeah. Right. You know, so when they, you know, they start with the concept, right? And you 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 mature through the process. You know, CIO is something that they would uh, you know, that's too high level to start with. Right. Let's basically talk about some of the engineers that they need uh, in the team as well, mm-hmm. right? So it starts really from the from the business needs, right? What is the business need, right? A lot of, if you understand, if you think about it, there are two kind of uh, fundings that happens in, in one of the large companies, right? So there is a business funding, and then, then you have the IT funding. People who are actually running the whole show on the IT side of it, they have their own funding. But if there are large initiatives, let's say Delta.com, right? This was an initiative where there was an ROI on the investment they basically were looking at, it's going to be funded by the business. Money would be given to the IT, and then IT would decide who they need to hire and bring on board, right? It has to be a combination of their internal employees and external contractors because they do not want to let the uh, the IP or you know the knowledge of the systems and programs to go away to to a contractor because contractor right. can actually move from a place to another place, right? Yes. But your employees. It's very important, right? When we basically uh, put contractors to work, we emphasize that you know they have to document everything very clearly for the client, because you know you are not there for long term. You are there going to do a, a very specific job, train the employees, and get out. Right. So it's a very specialized field when you basically hire and talk about IT staffing and consulting. What's the enterprise look like that you're working with? Primarily, you were mentioning some very large enterprises out there, uh, brands that are global brands. Is that the space that that this kind of consulting service and and staffing service provider tends to operate in? Is in that large company that just needs some talent for a particular project right. as much as anything? I'll basically d- go a little in deep uh, to describe it to the audience as well, right? And also we call, in the staffing world, we call it as retail business or wholesale business, Okay. right? Uh, companies that I mentioned, you know, I would consider them as wholesale business where they actually hire more than two, 300 contractors every year, right? You know, on the retail side of the business, companies which are small to mid-size, they would hire 20 to 30 to 50 contractors throughout the year, right? You know, so the sell to both of these companies are very different, right? You know, I don't know if you've heard about MSPs, Master Service Providers, right? VMS, Vendor Management Services. So these are the services provided by companies like Manpower, Agile One, Kelly Services. These are the master service contractors who engage with some of the Fortune 2000 companies and run the entire program for these companies, right? You know, that's a consolidation of their IT services. It's consolidation of their IT invoice because the client is actually just going to get one invoice. So though if I have a relationship relationship with Delta Airlines, I still have to work through Agile One as, a, as an MSP provider because ultimately Delta wants to get just one bill 
for all the IT services. Sure. Right. But on the retail side of it, right. You know, if you think of any job open coming up in, in uh, Weather Channel, right, for an example, right. You no, know, it's a smaller organization, though they've been bought over by IBM. Now they are big, but, you know, you can speak with the CIA, you can speak with the senior vice president and see what they are looking for. And you can fill the rec or, you know, provide the right resource very quickly. And there is no red tape, right. It's very easy. You know, the process is shorter. And I guess both worlds are different, retail and wholesale. But if you have to scale the company, right, you know, from zero to 100 million to 200 million to 500 million, you know, you can't do that only with retail. You have to basically have certain customers who are on the wholesale part of it, right? So as a business from Stellar Consulting, right, you know, it's not either or. It basically has to be both, right? The strategy as you're growing up, you know, a lot of big boys, as I mentioned, would not want to work with startups and would have a barrier to work with some of the startups as well. And, you know, that's very, very normal. You start off with some of the small to mid-sized companies, you grow the revenue, you show in the market that you are actually a market reader, you're working on some of the disruptive technology, you uh, have a thought leadership, and then you keep engaging with supplier diversity, procurement, executives, business, you know, and then ultimately you will get into some of those large boys as well. And that's what I was going to ask you is, where you end up interfacing with the enterprise. And you're saying a lot of times on the large scales right. companies, it's with, as you mentioned, diversity and procurement type services, not necessarily talking to the CIO's office. Not always, right? And this is a key to some of the staffing companies who are out there as well. A lot of people don't know how to uh, sell because for a large companies, you are actually not selling to one group. You are selling to five different groups to get yourself approved, right? I'll right. give you an example, right? You have to sell it to a business, right? To make a business case that you are a great company and you can provide some thought leadership and can actually capture the market share for those guys. That's business. Then IT, IT is more interested in saving cost, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they are running the operations, how they can run those operations more successfully with minimal cost and minimal downtime. That's what you have to sell it to them. Then you have to sell it to the supplier diversity if you're if you're a diverse company, right? You know they have they are more interested in engaging some of the minority suppliers within the area to work with some of the larger companies as well. So you sell it to them. Then you have the procurement team. You know procurement team is typically required to work with MSPs to to run these programs, right? It could be an HR as well, right? It could be. N number of different factors, Charles, come into play when you actually want to work with some of these largest boys. And it takes time. We talked a little bit as we walked into the studio, mentioned that you'd seen the the GMSDC show that, that aired out of our studio here. Uh, are you minority business enterprise? We are a minority certified? business. Yes. Well, you're actually in the process of getting certification, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, and that's why I was very uh, interested to meet uh, Stacey Key if, if she was here. Mm -hmm. But I think right after this, we're going to the GMSDC office and shake hands and say hello to those guys. Yeah, they're well. around the corner. They're not very, very yeah. far from here. That's right. So what sorts of technologies do you really enjoy working with? When you talked about disruptive technologies, can you give an example or two of some things that uh, that you've been able to be a part of that really made a difference? Sure. So I think, uh, as I said, right, technology is uh, ever-changing and, you know, a lot of uh, product companies and, you know, service companies are coming up with uh, new and latest ways to do things as well, right? You know, uh, five years, 10 years down the road below, before, nobody basically talked about internet interconnected cars, right? That's called IOTs, Internet of Things, right? right? You know, everybody wants to go digital, right? You know, that's another space, you know, that every other company, you know, wants to go digital. You know, they don't want to have a paper trail. Everything has to be online, mobile, right? You know, who, 
who who would have imagined that you would basically do anything and everything on your mobile 10 years back man mm-hmm. right it's actually one of the and it's got to grow right it's it's you know if you think about a larger company you know they had most of their revenues coming from either dot com or from agents right you know now majority of the share of the revenue that comes in today is through mobile right the market has completely shifted altogether right you know there is absolutely no way the larger companies or even the smaller companies are not following the trends and not basically having their apps out there for consumers to use it um you know cloud right data data is everything you know but how to use that data is the most important thing everybody had data before as well but people had no idea how to use it for the business right if you and that's called business analysis right it's called business intelligence uh so these are four or five different technologies that we are focusing on but uh not to mention we do traditional uh, it staffing as well right project managers and architects java developers and and testers and those kind of things right you know because the the number that are required is many right you know but if you think about the big data and and mobile and and cloud and iot's the number of resources that are required and are available are very limited as well right you know so we do not want to limit ourselves yes we work on some of the niche boutique disruptive technologies but we are not going to say no to the other one where a lot of these companies already have business We've been talking with Varun Janji and Sukra Nakvi of Stellar Consulting Solutions, uh, IT experts, uh, both from a staffing perspective and and from what I was hearing just a moment ago. And tell me if I'm correct that um, in addition to providing the expert who can come and make things happen on the client side as either part of a project or someone who gets hired in, you're actually able to contribute intellectual thought leadership and actually advise them that's very important on, on right how you know, to implement some of these strategies that's the differentiator right you know how would you differentiate yourself from uh, 10000 other staffing companies as well right. right that's the differentiator you know uh, you know that's why stellar consulting is not a staffing company it's a technology company we basically come in and understand you know i do not um, we are not interested in just providing a body to you you know we mm-hmm. want to basically come in not as a vendor we want to come in as a partner to you right you know if you think that there is a marriage and we can understand the business processes are there the kpis there you know we are willing to take uh, you know risk along with you throughout the it projects and you know that's why we call ourselves as more of a partner rather than a vendor it sounds like the the talent pool is tight right now it that's sounds right. like there's far more need than there are experts that's true so how do you attract them particularly the challenge for you all is you've been in the industry for a long period of time the the company itself is relatively new so how, how do you attract that talent to you so that you can be providing those high level experts when they're needed so short answer to it right you now you have to be in the community you have to be with big dogs playing the same game what they're playing every single day right you know so we and you know sugra and i actually go to every event that is happening in atlanta georgia or outside right you now we are involved with uh, tech bridge we are involved with technology session of georgia we are involved with greater alfreda tech network so we do market our company to clients as well as the talent pool as well right when the when the need arises right we have recruiters who are actually constantly recruiting and vetting these candidates right and keeping them ready when it is when they are required as well right you know for example uh i'll take an example of you know another client ups right 30022 zip code right you no know, they hire in 10 different technologies and we know those technologies right you no know, over the period of time you know how many people are there 
in that area within 30 mile radius who wants to work with UPS, right? The number actually goes down over the period of time and not everybody is qualified to work at UPS as well, right? So being uh, in the staffing industry, you have to understand the, the, the IT side of it very well, as well as what client is looking for, you know, from a technology point of view, you know, would this person fit the, the culture or not, right? You know, so there could be 50, 100 people in certain technologies that would actually work for UPS. So it's, it's not a big deal, right? You now, if you have constant recruiter growing and, you know, meeting with them, PMI is a, is a great example of it as well, right? So I sit on many different technology boards as well, Charles, right? You know, so I speak, I have, I write white papers. I basically make myself visible out in the, in the, in the industry. So when somebody talks about startup consulting, the, the talent already knows that they're getting a call from a qualified company and they basically take us very seriously. Mm-hmm. Right? But there are different ways to, to attract talent. You know, this is just one of it. And he also is very actively involved with people that he works with. So somebody that he's worked with maybe, you know, two years ago, it's not that he forgot about them. So we keep them engaged throughout the time. So when that time and that need arises for that specific technology, you literally just pick up the phone and say, hey, I know that you were on that XYZ project. And are you currently looking or not? And I think that's one of the other one of the really good things is that with his memory, he remembers names like that that, oh, I know so-and-so and I worked with him like six months ago. I think that relationship and just having your name out there for people to know, um, your friends will pick up the phone and call you. I just had one of my really good friends uh, reach out to me last week and said, hey, you know what? I've been in this position with this really big company for about six years and I'm ready to kind of move on and try something different. Um, who are you? How can you align me? So a lot of our business comes from within that circle as well. And I'm sure having been in the space for a little while, even though the company itself is not uh, very old, That's true. The, the experts that are that are representing it obviously have been in the space and are, are known as you were talking about. Right. And, you know, it's all about, uh, you know, who you trust, who you want to work with. And, uh, you know, over the period of time, you you deliver what you basically commit to as well, right? You know, and that's why you get repeat customers and that's why you get uh, repeat talent as well. People who you put to work at XYZ client, you know, when they're finished, you know, they're still available for you to put them to another client as well, right? So it's a network of people you're constantly working with. There are no shortcuts. You have to build a relationship. You have to basically be uh, consistent what you say. You have to deliver on what you promise. And I think uh, things will fall into place. So for the company, uh, how are you getting the word out? You mentioned the fact that you were doing some, uh, you know, you, you're in a lot of events, for example, and, and saying hello to people. But do you primarily rely on inside sales as the way that you're introducing yourself to commu- you know, businesses in the community to say, hey, we're here, we can help you? Uh, that's correct, right? Yeah. You know, so I think a lot of people that we have worked with as well, right? You know, so first of all, introducing to them and they're basically selling your brand to the people that they know, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a circle, right? You know, so more and more people you touch, more and more people they go to touch, it becomes more and more viral. So we are still new, right? You know, we are still basically, I think the brand process is still going on. We are still basically uh, marketing to the max that we can, right? You know, at some point in time, we will engage with some of the marketing firms who would help us and, 
you know, put the word out there as well. But we are not there yet. We are growing. We are basically growing pretty quickly. Hopefully, things will fall into place in 2016 for us. Mm-hmm. Is there any particular facet of technology services that you really feel like are either a focus that you'd just really enjoy or just from an expertise perspective? Is there a space where you really are the one to call? I would define it as security, right? You know, so this is mobile security, internet security, you know, a lot of things. And this is all interconnected, right? And if you think about cloud, cloud basically has data, right? Data has security. Mm-hmm. So all these three, four things that I mentioned on the disruptive technology side of it, right? You know, these are all related. So if a company is working on, on a mobile side of the business, they are collecting a lot of data as well. And that data is actually getting into the cloud and cloud would need the security side of it as well, right? So we focus on these four or five technologies quite heavily, right? You know, the resource pool on these technologies is very limited. And that's what we actually excel in capturing those key skill set market. You know, if people are having a hard time finding those skills, give us a call. (laughs) And on that note, where do folks go to get some information? I know you've got website and you're on some social media spots. Tell people where to go to get information about Stellar Consulting Solutions. Well, very simple. It's called StellarConsulting.com. You can actually look us up on LinkedIn. You can look us up on Facebook. You can look us up on uh, Dice.com and some of the other places, Twitter. So Sugra is more active on the marketing side of it than I am. I I, I work behind the scene. So I think I'll let her answer on these things. You should come and look me up. I'm everywhere. Just reach out to me. The quickest way would be the website or you can go on to my LinkedIn profile, drop me a message, email me. It's the quickest way to... I pretty much respond within like five minutes. Well, it's been it's been really great getting to have you come back in, Sugra, and introducing me to Varun and, and learning about your new company, Stellar Consulting Solutions. And we'll have to have you back sometime. Maybe you can bring one of your happy clients with you and oh, they can absolutely. talk about how that process flowed and how it was able to help them. The challenge would be there are many, you know, who to bring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a good problem to yeah, have. Yeah, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> Over the last 18 months or so, one of my longtime friends has been posting time and again her workouts at Orange Theory Fitness and I've watched her enthusiasm about it. I mean, it has stayed solid ever since she became a part of it and has only grown as her body has changed right before my eyes and watching the impact on her just from a self-image perspective, she had been somebody who had long wanted to try to lose weight and through injury and different things that would keep her from being able to go out and do things like run long distances, for example, or maybe sit on a bike for hours. She found Orange Theory Fitness and their approach to training individuals who come in from all walks of life, from all levels of fitness, from very athletic to sedentary before coming to one of their studio locations. I've watched it change her life inside and out. It made me curious about the brand and with me of late having a particular focus in preventive health and things that the ordinary person can do in their daily life that will help them achieve a better state of mental, spiritual, and physical health. I was very tickled to have a chance to sit down with the CEO and founder of Orange Theory Fitness, David Long, and we had a chance to talk a little bit about his background in physical therapy and fitness across a number of uh, well-known organizations like Spa Envy, several other health club concepts, and even European wax centers helping grow them to a very large footprint. Here's Dave talking about his background and how Orange Theory Fitness got its start. Check it out. I, I did spend a number of years in, with a couple of health club companies and uh, shifted over into still in wellness, but in the franchising side with Massage Envy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, another great industry, obviously, people working out hard and all the stress and things that go on getting massages is a good part of that total wellness kind of package. But uh, 
you know, more recently, you know, six short years ago, wanted to get directly back involved in fitness and, and hopefully, you know, aim to work with a concept that we could grow and, and really just change people's lives through a really specific type of, uh, of, of workout that we thought we could deliver. And so that's, you know, to the, backing up to 2009, we, we met Ellen Latham and she was doing a very unique uh, interval workout out of her studio it was called Ellen's Ultimate Workout. <laughs> and we saw it, we were just amazed at, number one, how, how good of a workout it was. And we just weren't seeing anybody out in the community doing this mm-hmm. and uh, just how amazing the results of her clients were getting. So that that's really kind of the start of of where Orange Theory was born, us meeting her, seeing her workout, and deciding we wanted to partner with her and and take her workout and 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 you know build a fitness studio around it, brand it, and and aim to go out and really test it and see what the public thought of this. And uh, you know, 2010 was when we we opened the first studio, um, you know, unveiled it to the public and kind of crossed our fingers that that people were going to do this workout. It isn't it it is intense, but it is meant for everybody to come out and try and it doesn't matter if you're a walker a runner jogger you can you can fit right in and, and do the workout and, and progress pretty quickly so that's that's a little bit of the background of it it, it really just played for me it was just a, a great passion and to get back in directly into this this industry and be able to you know you know work with folks and and, and see the results they're getting has been uh, has been amazing well, if you look at the team, uh, the photos with their biographies, clearly everybody is embracing the notion of fitness and, and keeping themselves uh, in, in peak physical condition, which you know makes it easy to, to buy in. Obviously, you all are, are practicing what you're preaching. And, and as you were saying, I, I think it's really important. One of the things I'm going to be, uh, as we go forward with talking about preventive health uh, you know, soon with a, a syndicated program that we're going to be putting, coming out with soon, one of the things that I really want to focus on in that effort is introducing folks who are listening to things that they can do that will have either quickly or over time or both. Uh, a significant impact on their level of fitness, on their level of health, helping them thwart a number of problems from uh, things that flow downstream from being overweight, like diabetes, heart disease, um, even some cancers, um, to just, as I mentioned about my good friend, being able to feel good about themselves. And that's what really drew me in here, seeing how there is very much a community. As I started looking and, you know, as the Orange Theory Fitness got back on my radar and, and I've been taking a look at the website, looking at social media, um, I'm impressed by the fact that your, your, your members who become a part of what you're doing really engage as members of a community. I thought that was something that really leapt out. I've been a member of a big box fitness center just because of availability of wherever I'm at, you know, I can stop in. But the experience is radically different having been in both places. Obviously, your stores are not on the large side. They're a little bit more, um, you know, they're, they're smallish. They're certainly large enough to accommodate a large class, but they're no larger than they really need to be. And you feel very connected with the people that are there working out alongside you. And that's obviously, in most cases anyway, in my previous experience, having spent a number of hours over the years uh, in the big box fitness type locations, this is one where you're really part of a community. And I thought that was really kind of cool. It generates a lot of excitement. It does. And, you know, it's, it's definitely by design. We wanted to have a small, you know, we call them studios or small studio environments. You know, number one, they're convenient to our, our, our members, our clients, so that they can, they can get in there and make it happen. And, you know, most of our studios are, are franchisee driven. And so you've got a franchisee who's already passionate about 
our, the product. And then they go out and they really handpick staff that really care about about this workout. They care about getting results for, you know, our customers. And so it creates a really nice customer service environment. We call it boutique fitness because it's not this big giant box. I mean, you're, you're going to an environment where you know the staff and they know you. And that all lends to this whole community involvement piece. And, you know, it's a, it's exploded much bigger than we probably ever expected. But, you know, our, our customers get really into the community around Orange Theory. It's not just going to work out a couple of times a week. You know, it's about you know, they may go out and do a 5K together. They go, we do a lot of charity events and a lot of things outside of just the studio where our members connect with each other and the staff and the community. And it, it you know, just makes it a lot, of, a lot of fun and it makes it a lot bigger than, than just working out. And obviously, the, the underlying goal is we know if we can get somebody in, you know, two, even two or three times a week uh, committed to a workout, the results and, and the health benefits are just amazing. And so it's almost like, let's put a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm and fun around it. So it's not the chore of working out. It's, you know, people are looking forward to, to getting into their class. They bring friends, they bring family, and it's, you know, just generate a lot of excitement around uh, what used to be just kind of the chore of going to the gym. And as I was, you know, starting to talk about how for me, anyway, in terms of introducing people to concepts, one of the things that I was saying that I liked about Orange Theory Fitness is the fact that somebody can start from where they sit today, even if that has been more or less sedentary of late. Basically, the way that you approach the workouts using heart rate monitor and, and target zones of intensity or perceived intensity, if you will, you're able to accommodate anybody where they are because their pace level, their intensity level is going to be based on how their body is graphically responding to what they're doing. So they can modulate their effort around what their body is telling them with some some great bio data. And so let's, we might as well kind of get into that theory because I think that's the piece that a lot of people need to know is that even if, even if you've not been training, this actually... You, you can do this just based on the fact that yeah. there it's not just I want you to do 100 push-ups or jump on this machine, jump on that machine, and pretty soon you're flamed out because you can't keep up. This actually allows your body to give you feedback so you can progress against that. Yeah, and it's, it's exactly right. And, and to try to kind of create a little bit of a visual for, for the listener, you know, it, it's, it's a workout where yeah, you have, you know, a 20-year-old college student next to a 70-year-old and they can all <laughs> do it together. And yeah. so, you know, you're you're spending you know about half the class doing cardiovascular work on a treadmill on a special rower that we've that we've developed. But because of like you mentioned, we we monitor everybody's heart rate and they wear they wear a heart rate monitor in class. The trainer can see it, they can see it, and as well as they get all the data after they work out and into the app or and via email. But if you're coming in, it, it doesn't matter if you are only walking at two miles an hour or another person who's a triathlete is running at 12 miles an hour. It's all about what your heart rate's doing and, and making sure that you're putting in enough effort for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it puts everybody on an even playing field. And again, they're they're just they're going by their own effort. And so there's you know not that people don't get competitive, but you don't have to be thinking about what other people are doing. It's about you making this continual improvement. And then when we're on the what we call the, you know the workout floor where we use do functional training and, and weight training and things like that, there's optionality there. So, you know, there's different options of each segment where if you're at a different fitness level, there's something that you'll be able to do and you're not feeling like you've got to compete or be this advanced athlete to come in. You can come in and, and, and do what works for you. And, you know, there's a lot of effort and, and science behind making sure that what we deliver does does truly offer up something that somebody could feel comfortable. We know from from personal experience and from what we've heard, you know, for many years, you know, people 
are anxious to come into a fitness facility and do a new workout. You know, people don't want to, you know, feel like they can't do something. They don't want to be kind of singled out. So we're, we're trying to create an environment that's mm-hmm. very welcoming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, we've been compared to a, you know, a boot camp, but it's not the boot camp where you're getting, you know, scolded if you're not doing, you know, the hundred pushups, like you mentioned, this exactly an environment where we're trying to cultivate people to feel like they can, they can achieve this and accomplish it. And, you know, it's still work. People are, you have to come in and work out and put effort in, but if you're putting that effort and that's, that's all anybody is asking uh, of you to do. And the reality is, is, because there's so much science behind it and, and the, the heart rate that we measure, we, we put you in certain intervals during that workout. There's, there's kind of no, nowhere to go to get a more efficient workout. And so the other piece of it is we know people don't want to spend 20 hours or 10 hours a week in the, in the gym or yes. program. If we can do it in two to three a week, it also is respectful of people's time. We know everybody's busy. And so, you know, whether you're a 5.30 a.m. person and need to come in before work or 7 p.m. at night, you can come in and, and, and kind of take away you know, the excuse of not, not finding time because we're trying to make it very efficient as well. Yep. The hours are, are certainly accommodating. And for the person who's listening, thinking, man, I've always, I've, I've wanted to get started doing something, but I, I've never worked out with weights. And I know that they do a little bit of weights. Many of the movements that, that we're talking about here as part of the, as part of the plan in the strength phase where you're on the floor doing certain things, many of those things can be body weight. You don't necessarily even have to be handling a weight and you use the TRX suspension training. I recently got that actually over the holidays for my house. Love it. Um, and again, it allows you to capitalize on just body weight movements. And I can tell you that stuff is, is the same kind of thing. You can make it as intense or as not as you need to. Talk about the physiology behind it, because I think that's that's important. It's one of the reasons why the the training approach that you're taking, particularly integrating heart rate feedback uh, into it, how is it so effective at helping me lose the weight? Yeah, and and yeah, so getting a little bit scientific, and you know the the, the workout is meant to be total body, where you get the cardiovascular work, so that your your heart health and conditioning is there. You get the core training specifically so your core for your lower back and, and your abs and everything are helping you you know posturally and all the things that you do in, in in your world but the the kind of real secret sauce behind you know the calorie burn and the weight loss is that we do the, the interval portion of the workout so it's typically done in the cardio portion and we're pushing you know there's different zones of, of heart rate exercise that we want to push you into a state that's called epic if you go into this basically higher higher piece of effort for 12 to 20 minutes. It really just needs to be more than 12 minutes during that hour. So, so during that hour for, you know, about a, you know, a fifth of it, we're asking you to kind of get more intense with the exercise and get your heart rate up. And we know if your heart rate gets up into that zone for that 12 plus minutes, you're going to burn a lot more calories during that workout. But then with this, uh, this epic state you get in because of that, you burn more calories for up to 36 hours after the workout. And that's basically just back backed by a scientific studies that have been around for 50, 60 years, you know, again, we're not, at, we're not trying to, uh, you know, you know, beat somebody down for an hour. We're trying to kind of <laughs> basically coax them up into those zone into the, that and we call it the orange zone. So it all ties together to where we're, you know, we're educating the customer of what they're doing and why, you know, coax, coaxing you up into that orange zone for 12 minutes, you know, 12 to 20 is that range. And knowing that you're going to burn a lot more calories and just trying to go out and do steady state cardio or really mm-hmm. anything else out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the goal is let's, if you're going to come in and make a commitment to work out, let's find a way to get you the best results. Cause we know that, you know, the bulk of the population, they would love to lose 10 pounds, five pounds, 20 pounds, whatever it is. And if they can do that very efficiently, you know, we think it's a, it's just a really good formula. And losing 10% of your body weight 
reduces significantly your risk for developing hypertension, actually. And so a lot of good reasons why it makes sense to try to engage in some sort of, you know, fitness activity like this. And then, and as we were talking about the fact that it is interval, so there's a lot of recovery time built in. My experience was 24 minutes in the green, 18 in the orange and one in the red. I was impressed. I really thought I might struggle with some of the higher end, knowing, you know, there's some push phases, if you will, during the workout where you're kind of amping it up just a little bit. I thought it might be overly challenging since I've not done high intensity training for a while, but I was able to complete the whole session. There was a couple of times in the in the strength phase where uh, I, I rested a moment just, just because that's a constant movement kind of phase there. Um, sure. But I didn't have to do all that much. And, and I really, in terms of an honest evaluation of my current fitness for high intensity interval training, I would. I didn't anticipate to be able to complete the the whole session. I've I've gone through one of the DVDs that you can buy out there that will kick your butt at your house, and only be able to handle a few minutes of it because it's just way off the charts in terms of too intense. And there's no real good way to evaluate where you're standing in terms of how your effort goes. So this is so much better in that regard. With those big monitors, I can easily see from wherever I'm at in the studio where am I. Am I on target? Am I do I am I going too hard? Do I need to back it up a little bit? Because sometimes your body's responding with that kind of biofeedback sooner than maybe you perceive it, or vice versa. You may perceive that you're really struggling, but your body says, "No, not really. You can keep going." Yeah, and that's a great point. You know, very interestingly enough, when we first started, you know, opened the first location, we did not have heart rate monitoring. We used the perceived exertion scale. Yeah. And so, you know, it was only a few months later, we added in the heart rate monitoring program and then built upon it. And we, what we realized is that people were actually on their own pushing harder than they needed to in our class. They yep. were excited and pushing and realizing they could actually take it down a notch. And I think what's great about interval training, I think it's got a little bit of a, um, you know, a reputation of, well, it's, it's really hard. And it's going to, you know, really wear you is that it, it all depends on your fitness level. Somebody that comes in that hasn't done a lot of activity or fitness, they're actually going to get up into that zone quicker and easier than somebody who's very fit that actually has to, you know, really increase the speed on the treadmill and incline. So as you get more fit, you actually, you know, your speed goes up and you work a little harder. But when you're least fit and kind of starting out, you get up into that zone a little bit quicker. And we almost more often that will actually pull people out of that zone in the beginning to let their bodies get used to it. So if you're a first time person trying the workout, we're telling you the first five or 10 sessions, we're not really worried about you getting in the orange zone. If you do, that's great as long as you feel fine, but just get oriented to the class, get your body used to this type of exercise. And soon enough, you're going to be, you know, you're going to, you're going to be cranking along. And if you're sitting there, one of those folks that maybe haven't been active in a while and you're looking in the mirror and you're thinking, man, I just, I don't want to go into a, a studio full of hard bodies and just feel like a sloth. Well, all I, what I can tell you is my own personal experience. And there was a range of levels of fitness in the room at the time um, and body types, different body types. Everybody wasn't a model. And the the, the staff were very uh, courteous and, you know, very respectful of the fact that I was a newbie and um, took time to go over everything in terms of the types of working uh movements we would be going through and how he would be calling out uh, what to do now. Uh, it all made perfect sense. It was very easy. It wasn't like trying to keep up with uh, some sort of Zumba steps. You know, uh, we were very easily able to 
implement whatever it was he was telling us to do from moment to moment. So even if you've not done this stuff before, I can assure you, you've got the ability to hang with one of these classes. I certainly urge you to take advantage of it because the Orange Theory Fitness, at least right now, I know you can sign up for a free class to check it out, test drive it. And while that's available, I would certainly encourage folks listening today to, to check that out because it's real easy. You go on, on the website and it'll walk you through being able to find the center that is close to you and be able to get an hour uh, set aside for you that works with your schedule. So for the folks that have been listening today about Orange Theory Fitness, Dave, do you have any final thoughts that, that we want to throw out there before we let them go? And hopefully they'll get to the website and sign up for that free class to check things out. I appreciate the time being on and, and thanks everybody for kind of letting me give you a little more detail about what we do at Orange Theory Fitness. I think for listeners in the U.S., we've got 350 locations open and we're opening another 300 this year. So hopefully <laughs> we're, we're coming to uh an area very close to you. And again, we're built to help people get results that they're looking for. So again, we hope to see you soon. And, and again, you know, coming in and trying a class complimentary is how we want to get people to come in and, and check it out and see if it's for them. So, you know, so come check it out and then let us know what you think. And if I'm an HR executive or a business owner or executive that's listening that has been thinking about taking advantage of some of the things built into the ACA for companies who integrate wellness programs with their personnel, do you offer any kind of corporate relationships for the business that may be looking to offer some sort of benefit like this? We do. We offer a, you know, a corporate rate that starts from a very small company on up. And we some of the fun things that we do is if you want to bring in a team or teams of, of, of staff to try a workout, we'll actually host a separate independent, you know, workout for your groups. And we, we do that all the time and people have a lot of fun with it. It could be a team building event. It could be just to get, get people to, to try and see if it's something that would be good for their organization. But those are things that we do at studios pretty much weekly. And, and, and we'd love to have a, a group come in and check it out. For folks who are interested in checking into more information about Orange Theory Fitness, where do they need to go? The easiest thing is everybody likes, you know, is hitting the website either through a, a desktop or, or probably more often than not your mobile phone. And what you do is, you know, you can drop in your zip code, orangetheoryfitness.com, and it's going to show you first off, you know, the, the proximity locations where you can check them out. You can go online or you can even ring up the studio and get in and try a class. It's really about coming in and trying a class complimentary and seeing if it's something that you're going to want to do. We've been chatting with David Long, founder and managing partner, Orange Theory Fitness. And like I say, I strongly recommend you go and check them out. If you've been thinking you want to improve on your level of health and fitness, I've gone through it. I know you can do it. If I can get through it from the state of fitness that I'm in, I know you can as well. I've got good friends whose opinions I value greatly that have talked very much about how their involvement with the Orange Theory Fitness plan has really changed her life. So I strongly encourage my folks out there checking us out today that they get involved with Orange Theory Fitness to see how that fits into their life. Dave, thanks for taking some time, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. And to my guests that join me here in the studio today, Super Nakvi and Varun Janji of Stellar Consulting Solutions. Really want to say thanks for making some time to introduce folks to the newer firm that you've got going here. Sounds like you're well underway with some collaborative partnerships that are helping you get the, the word out about what you're doing and helping you gain some mass. Thank you so much, Charles, for having us over. And a great way to reach me is find us on LinkedIn or on our website at stellarconsulting.com. And if you're coming back, checking out the podcast, if you've not done so already, you'll see the Apple logo in the upper left-hand corner of the show page. Make sure you follow that over to the iTunes store for the Midtown Business Radio Show podcast. Subscribe to us. And that way, each new episode is downloaded straight to your device, ready for the ride to work or walking the dog, whatever the case may be for you. We hope you turn around and share this information as well. You might just put a piece of information in the hands of somebody that you care about that really makes a difference in their life or in their 
business. So we hope you do that and we'll thank you in advance. And if you have a chance to leave comments about what you've heard here on our show, please do so. We really want to hear your feedback. If there's topics that you'd love for us to cover, we'll be happy to do that as well. Uh, Varun and Sukra, thanks for making time to join us in the studio. Thank you, guys. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Charles. And I really had fun connecting with Dave Long over at Orange Theory Fitness. For everybody who made us a part of their day today, checking us out, we want to say thank you very much. We'll see you all same time, same place next week.